1: Hey guys, and welcome to another episode of the God, Goals, and Girl Talk podcast.
2: I am so turned about the next couple of weeks of this podcast. We are going to be having a very special guest, Miss um, Tatum Tamia Ayomi who is the host of the Blessed and Bossed Up podcast, and this podcast reaches millions millions okay across the globe um she's also the founder and the ceo of anchored media where she and her team have helped develop and produce several successful podcasts totaling over three million listens across the globe tatum is somebody's whole entire wife okay shout out to bj um she's a mother out here in these streets okay her baby is oh my gosh He just is the cutest thing ever. And most importantly, she has mastered making God the CEO of her endeavors. And she is not to be played with out here, okay, in real life or in the spirit. I am so excited that she's going to be joining us um, over the next couple of weeks because she really has impacted my life um, in several different ways. And so to be able to do this interview, it just really shows how... If you are obedient to God, he will blow your mind, right? Like one day I'm listening to her podcast. God gives me all of these instructions to start my nonprofit. He gives me all of these instructions to start this very show, Okay, so y- y'all need to be tuned in because Tatum is dropping gems. We're talking all about what it means to be blessed and bossed up. And I'm just so excited for you guys to hear this interview. Um, It was amazing. And honestly, it could have went for a lot longer. She definitely will be back on the show. So without further ado, here is um part one. Of our blessed embossed up series with Miss Tatum Tamia Iomke. Each week, we are going to discuss how to apply God's word to our everyday lives. Get ready for some word, some gems, and a few laughs along the way. Now let's start the show. All right, I am so excited for today's interview. Tatum, thank you so much for joining us here at God Goes and Girl Talk. I am so, I'm turned. <laughs> like I'm, tar- I'm super tired about this. <laughs> like I'm like, oh, I cannot wait. So for those who may not um, know you or may not have um, ever listened to like Blessed and Bossed Up, can you just share a little bit about yourself with our audience?
0: Yeah, absolutely. Well, thank you for having me. Like yes. not too many times I get to be on the other side of the microphone. So I'm excited to be on here. I'm excited for what God is doing with your show. Like just to watch you evolve and just continue the mission and the mandate mandate that he has for this show is inspiring to me. So definitely thank you for having me on here. It's I definitely don't take it lightly. Um, but as far as me, girl, I don't, I'm terrible at this. I don't know. I mean, (laughs) I got now look, I got this little intro now. I can make you cry if you'd like. (laughs) No, thanks. But for those of you guys uh, who may not know me, my name is Tatum Tamia Iomi K. I am the host of the Blessed and Bossed Up podcast. Through that podcast, my mission really is to teach people how to make God the CEO of their life and their business. I really set out to bridge the gap between faith and between business. I believe that if God knew us before he formed us in our mother's womb, then he knew about these visions and these ideas and these business endeavors that we have. And if we just connect, back to him, then we can move according to his plan and not our own. And so that's my mission on the podcast. Um, I also run a company called Anchored Media, where we develop and produce shows. Right now we're starting with podcasts, but we're definitely going to expand into all sorts of media. But that's where I get to be the brain. So I'm the voice behind Blessed and Bossed Up, but I'm the brains behind Anchored Media. And in between there, I'm a mom, I'm a wife, I'm chasing around a very active eight-month-old who says that crawling and walking is not what he feel like doing. He, he wanna said, walk. nah. And he want to <laughs> climb. And that means me and these knees that's getting up there, got to chase up after him. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. He said, nah, scratch
2: that. We're going to go straight to this. <laughs> exactly. Like, not nah, this small change, mom. I'm running. <laughs> I'm running out here in these streets, and you're going to follow me. Yeah, so um, just a little, like, let's not skirt past the fact all of the work that anchor media has done, like your podcast and the podcasts that have been attached to anchor media over like 4 million listens. Okay. Ac- <laughs> across the globe. So like, this is not, um, this isn't a small feat, especially because um I have listened to your show for a, a long minute. And I know that you started just with um what you say, a book, a podcast, and a journal, right? To now have watched and kind of you know been a part of this journey with you on the other side of your podcast. Like gotta be out here doing stuff, right? Um, I love that you talked about how we bring everything back to God because sometimes I feel like we overcomplicate this so much. Like it could all be so simple, but we rather make it hard. That's not in the Bible. That's Lauren Hill, but it makes sense. <laughs> it makes sense. Like it's not hard. And a lot of times when I explain faith to people, I'm like, it's not really hard. It's a um, a condition of like I'm gonna do whatever doesn't like whatever he say, no matter what. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, girl. Because we humans be out here wrecking stuff. <laughs> yeah, and
0: I think because. And one thing that I talked about recently in a podcast is we want the blessings, we want to skip to the blessings and we want to skip over the basics. And faith isn't hard when you have the basics. <laughs> what may be difficult initially is transitioning in both your lifestyle and your mentality from what you're used to, to what God is calling you to. That is different, difficult because it's stretching you and it's it's molding and reworking the way that you've been conditioned up until that point. But once you embody like some of those core values of truly living these things out, which for me, one of them is decisiveness. So my pivotal moment was I told God, I had this moment in my closet and I said, you know what, God, I'm a go-getter. I'm a per- I'm the type of person when I set my mind to something, I'm gonna do it. I'm an overachiever. I'm very ambitious and I work hard. That has produced a lot of great things in the world, but the reason why it hasn't produced fruit Is because I'm not passionate or haven't fixed my mind to where I'm gonna do things your way. And I asked him, you know, being very vulnerable in that moment, I said, Well, God, if you light a fire on the inside of me for you and you ignite this spark and this passion for you.
2: This episode of the God Goals and Girl Talk podcast is brought to you by the Producer Society. The Producer Society is an online membership group for women looking to draw closer to God, to develop godly community, and to produce everything that God has called her to. Members of the Producer Society receive early access to the God Goals and Girl Talk podcast episodes, monthly Bible studies, exclusive online events, and so much more. If you are ready to get connected with other women who are chasing after God and wanting to produce his purpose in their lives, then this community is for you. Visit www.producersociety.com to start your free 30-day trial today. Now let's get back to the show.
0: We good. I know that that will be good at that point. And God helped me to what I said. And he lit a passion and a fire and a desire to please him on the inside of me. And then I met my decision with my actions and I stayed the course. And so whenever things do come up, where I have to, my loyalty is checked. <laughs> I go back to that decision that I made and said, well, I decided that I was going to do business God's way. So that means I have to turn this down because God said, no, I decided that I was going to live for him. So that means that this decision in that this moment is a no or yes, you know what I mean? Whatever the mm-hmm. decision may be, but it has to align with that decision. So I think a, 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 something I want people to take away from is this faith journey is about, being decisive. Mm-hmm. And you have to first make a decision that you're going to live life on God's terms. And then number two is perseverance. And I had a little conflict with perseverance now because one of the fruit of spirit is long suffering. And I don't like the way that sounds. So I'm like, God, well, what you mean? I'm long suffering like that. <laughs> huh? And so I'm like, well, let me look this up in a tra- another translation because this ain't sitting right in my spirit. So, and in, in other translations, long suffering translates over into perseverance. And that one had a little bit more hope in it. So I like that word better, but um, perseverance is another aspect of it. So if you decide that you're going to do things God's way and that you're going to persevere through whatever may not feel good or may look differently than what you think God should be doing in your life those two things will make it a lot easier.
2: Yeah, that is so good. And even when you talked about um, that, you know, us being decisive, you know, the Bible says that a double-minded man can expect nothing from God. And I think that so many of us hold ourselves up. We out here, it's almost like, oh, I think I'm waiting. I'm waiting on God. I'm waiting on God. Nonsense you haven't done the last thing God told you to do, or you keep doing this back and forth thing because you want to be lukewarm or you have one foot in and one foot out. And that's not going to work. My pastor has said on Sunday that too many of us want our, um, want our flesh or want our faith to conform to our flesh when it's the other way around. Your flesh has to conform and submit to your faith, or you're not going to get any, um, any, Any kind of fruit out of that, and so I think that is that's so good that you make a decision, you let your yeses be yeses, and your noes be noes for sure. That's so good. That's why,
0: um, I was going to say as well, that's why the basics are important, and going back to some of the basics, reading the word knowing how to hear God's voice, learning how God speaks to you, praise and worship. Like these are foundational things, especially reading the word because God and his word are one. Mm -hmm. And so many people, we try to do this faith journey by our feelings and our feelings will always be deceitful. And our appealing to our feelings and our flesh is how the enemy gets so many of us off track because he presents things to us that feel good, that look good. And because the, the euphoria that you feel you identify that with God when that's not true. Mm-hmm. And you can't identify that what's being presented to you is not of God because you've skipped over the foundational things of understanding who God is, how he operates, different characteristics of him. So you're, you're going to fight a fight without the tools, yeah. without the armor, without the knowledge, without scoping out the war that's at hand. And so that's another reason why those basics are important, because if we operate by our flesh and how we feel, we're
2: always going to get to the point where we're away from God. Yeah, that's so good. The beginning of the year, we actually um, did a series called Back to the Basics where we were just getting back into the stuff that doesn't seem um, so glamorized, like we not up um, shouting and hooping and hollering, but too many of us, you know, whether we know it or we want to accept the fact or not, we are in war right? So Mm -hmm. we can either choose to sit on our hands, or we can choose to, you know, um, gird up with our sword, you know, that's the word of God with our shield of faith. And what I found was that a lot of people when they go to church, they're told like you should read the word, but nobody has sat down and said this, and this is how you do it, or here's a good place to start. Um, and so we, we wanted to squash that because this year we're really focusing on um, developing that divine discipline where we're, you know, consecrating ourselves, where we're committed to God and we're being consistent. And that's something that definitely um, will take time and, you know, we'll fall, right. We'll have those that long suffering. But what I've learned is some of my biggest battles, um, some of those, those seasons where I felt like nothing was working um, was, was God ordained, right? Like even Jesus got led into the wilderness. And so I've kind of taken the position of trying to learn what I can in this season. Like, okay, God, instead of me complaining, okay, Mm -hmm. instead of me complaining, what are you trying to teach me? And where can I be a blessing to somebody while I'm here? And once, now that I've started to do that, um, it still does not feel great, (laughs) but, you know, I rest assured and, you know, like Romans 8, 28, that all things are working together for my good. And so um, having an understanding, right? Like that's people go to the gym Nobody wants to get up at four o'clock and go to the gym, but you know that the work that you're putting in is so that you can get the benefit of your heart, you know, your heart, your body, and your mind benefiting from that. Absolutely. Okay, so let's talk about this. Where did we, what what is being blessed and bossed up? mean to you? Y'all can't see, but I'm wearing my God is my CEO shirt. Okay. Mm-hmm. I got my busy building wealth mug in my office. Like I'm, I'm, I'm doing all the things right now, <laughs> right now. Um, but what does being blessed and bossed up mean to you?
0: Man, being blessed and bossed up is, it's a lit lifestyle. Honestly, like <laughs> it's a life to where you're uncompromising and, the way that you choose to live your life. And so what I mean by that is being blessed and bossed up is you're pleasing God, but you're also enjoying the fruits of your labor. You're also getting the desires of your heart. So that means that I have the business and the business isn't taken away from my faith. So my business is bearing much fruit. So being blessed and bossed up means I started this podcast, but my voice is being heard in places my feet have never touched. That I get to sit in my my office with my feet on the desk and record my podcast and know that somebody in Australia is going to get a word from God. It means that I don't have to work as hard to produce because I'm not the one that's doing the establishing. And I get to rest in that. And it's a level of swag that comes from that. It's that my my husband, I'm a crown to my husband's head, that he looks at me with heart eyes emojis because- and he sees the glory of God on me. It's my son growing up in and being led in the things of God to where he's going to be uncompromising in what God has called him to be because he's seen the foundation that his parents have set. It's him being not having to worry about things like i I watched a um a documentary that really broke my heart um, on Netflix. And it was, it just, it was about like the destruction of like black people and stuff like that through the crack uh, epidemic. Mm -hmm. And so I was watching and I was like, oh my gosh. And I was just like, man, you know, things like poverty really has set a lot of our people back because we've had to do things. even like, when you think about, um, like food and things like that. A lot of our bad eating habits are a result of not having the good stuff, right? We had to eat what we can and that has caused a lot of diseases in our family or uh, poverty. It's caused a lot of our um, our, uh, people in our lineage to make, bad decisions because they had to do what they had to do to survive and so for me being blessed and bossed up is that I have the privilege of being an heir to God's riches and glory and my son because of that decision and because of what God is producing in my life my son doesn't have to grow up in poverty he doesn't have to make certain decisions to survive because of the decisions that I've made and my husband have made to serve God like that's a level to me of swag of confidence of privilege because of the king that we serve it's it's just a vibe that i personally love that i try to get um, other people to understand on um the show but in a nutshell being blessed and bossed up is being uncompromising and it's it's seeing the fruit of god in every area of your life
2: that is so good and the fact that it's not just tied to material things i always tell people all the time like you know when the bible says to leave um Uh, inheritance for your children's children material things cool. Okay. Like my kids ain't going to never have to deal with Sally Mae or any of her cousins. Okay. Like that is, that's that, but on a, uh, on a greater sense, um, I always talk about my grandmothers on the show. They may not have had a a financial or a monetary inheritance to leave me, but the best thing they ever gave me was um, just that insight to have that relationship with God, to teach Mm -hmm. me the importance of walking with him and really knowing him for myself. And so even that all by itself, like there's not enough of us focusing on passing that down. And it is, it is a whole vibe because I'm slowly getting in, like getting into this whole blessed and bossed thing. I'm like, no, nah, I'm not worried about that. <laughs> mm-hmm. like, like God will take care of, of all the things it's, it's for me to, um, you know, to do and focus on what he's told me to. And because I have this very, Type a everything's organized, color-coded type of uh flesh at baseline, it has taken some work to be like, okay, I'm gonna let, I'm gonna let it all the way go. All, like I'm like I'm gonna give it all to you. But I have found myself, you know, being in one of the busiest seasons of my life, but not feel impressed.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Right. Like I was I was going to school and working and I was drowning. And now, you know, I'm doing, you know, managing several different things and I'm I'm straight. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm
2: yeah so that's that is so good. Okay, so can you tell um, or share a little bit about your journey with God and and then coming into making God the CEO of your business and how you made that decision and kind of what that path looked like for you?
0: Yeah, so I've always known I didn't grow up in church, um, but I've always known that God's hand was on me if that made sense. I've always been able to identify that there was something. <laughs> different about me or there was some there even in my loneliness moments. I never felt fully alone. It's kind of hard to explain. Um, But like I said, growing up, I didn't grow up in church. I was familiar with church. So I feel like every black grandma be in church. So Mm -hmm. I was not every but most. So I would go to my grandmother's church sometimes and um, my mother would go to church. She went to like a mega church. And it was interesting to me because I saw two different extremes. I saw the Baptist church on the hill in the hood when I went to my grandmother's church. And it was very, you know, a lot of Poverty, a lot of just making it, the prayers were uh, heavily based on, you know, if God would pay this bill, he would pay that bill Then I would go to my mother's church, which was a mega church and um, PG County, Maryland, which is a, a, a area in Maryland, where there's a lot of affluent black people. And so um, that church is an ATM in the lobby. Um, the pastor got every car, all of that, the, the messages were very prosperity based. And so I was confused as to, well, who is God then? Like, you know, it was right. weird to me because I was in, I was put in two very different environments. And so I guess that lack of full understanding just kind of led me to just be like, I'm just going to do whatever I want to do. And so um, my first try at trying to be saved, saved was <sighs> when I was actually in high school and there I went to a church and there was altar call. And I just felt like I needed to um, give my life. So I went up for the altar call and that's when I got saved initially. And I tried to live for God, but I didn't have the tools. I didn't know what that looked like. And at the time I was maybe like 17, 16. I didn't know what that looked like. I didn't know, I didn't have anybody else who was trying to do that. So I just reverted back to uh, business as usual, even through college. Like I just knew that it was like, God was always there. And it wasn't until after college, because I was living my best life, uh, <laughs> it, it it well my best wretched life. But it wasn't until maybe twenty fifteen or so, um, not too long after I graduated college, where I was like, okay, I'm tired of playing the fence. I started going to church on my own. I started learning a lot more about the Bible, and I was like, okay. I think I want to get to know God for real on my own. I was living on myself. I was living by myself. I was finally like, not my life wasn't being dictated by anybody else at that point. And so um, I had started reading the Bible. I would watch sermons because that was the only way I could really get an understanding. Um, I would watch sermons, I would journal. And then um, I bought a journal. I bought Joyce Meyer's book, How to Hear from God. And um, I bought a Bible. I didn't get my study Bible yet, but I just bought a Bible for myself. And so I was writing down and that's really where I decided I was going to teach myself what (laughs) was going Mm -hmm. on. because Nobody was really teaching me what I needed to know in order to actually apply this thing in my day to day life. I felt like even when I went to church that I would get pumped up. But then when Wednesday came around and it was time to apply what I learned, I didn't know what to do. And so I started doing things like whenever a scripture would kind of stick out to me that the pastor said, I would write it down and then I would go back to my Bible at home and read it and study it to figure out why that hit me that way. And so I was just basically a student um, during that period. And then it wasn't until and at this time I was also building a business. So I started my, I became an entrepreneur in 2015 and I started with a youth program because I wanted to give back to girls and I wanted them to um, pretty much, I wanted to be to them who I didn't have. And so I developed this curriculum. I got into school. We were doing good top 30 under 30 in, in the Washington DC area, started seeing levels of success. I'm mixing and mingling with um, some of the most known people in the DC area. So I'm on the right path. But I'm also in the closet, so to speak, when it came to my my faith. And so um, as I was doing that, I shut down the youth program because I realized that I liked the work. I didn't like the business part. The whole pitching Mm -hmm. to schools and all of that was not fun to me. I I didn't it didn't feel good to me to have to convince people why kids needed mentorship. So I was like, I got to do something else. So I pivoted. I started teaching people how to um, build marketable brands and businesses. So. I, my undergrad degree is in PR. All of the, my work history was in marketing in some type of way. So I was like, okay, I'm going to use this and I'm going to help people. Started doing great all my way to having this successful business. Still on the back end, building
2: up my faith. I got, um,
0: And I was helping people with these businesses. I was growing in God. I felt like I was good. I was on the right path. I was doing what I, what I thought I was supposed to be doing. I ended up hiring a business coach. I uh, quit my job a year later because I felt God told me that it was time to leave. And I knew it was time to leave because my plan would have been, I was going to leave about six months after. And so when he told me to leave, I would have had to completely rely on faith. And based on my understanding at the time, the way I will always quit I will always verify if I'm hearing from God or not is if the action aligned with what I was learning in the Bible. And so when I was analyzing the decision, I realized that if I would have quit when I planned to, then I would have been doing it in my own strength because that made sense. I would have had the money saved by then. I would have had my living situation switched up by then to where my cost of living was cheaper. I would, that would have been the smart, Thing to do based off of my plan. Mm -hmm. But if I was leaving in that moment, I would have had to been totally reliant on God, not in an irresponsible way, right? I wouldn't have been living in my car, but (laughs) I still would have had to be totally reliant on him. And so I decided that that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to choose faith. And so um, I quit. I was naive enough to think that me quitting meant I was going to be successful overnight like oh god told me to quit my job so business about to be booming we out here right you know <laughs> we out here now like god told <laughs> me to quit but that is not what happened one bit and so and i was really frustrated but again i'm still committed to my teaching plan of When I hear a scripture, I write it down, I study it, I pray, I'm reading different books to learn more about God and prayer and all of these things. So I'm still doing all of this stuff on the side. And so when I quit my job is kind of where my life came to, well, those two aspects of my life came together because I wasn't necessarily leaving to go to a job. It was, I'm in the same place all day. And so um, I remember I was getting really frustrated because I thought my business was going to take off and it didn't. I was stressed. I'm trying to figure out, you know, I need to make money. I'm not making any money. I was upset. And I remember one morning, uh, God told me to watch the, the movie War Room. I wasn't feeling that. My like, God, I'm poor. How am I watching movies?
2: Like, so <laughs> oh <my laughs> we got time for Netflix. <laughs>
0: okay, like what? And so I'm like, all right, I found a movie on Fire Stick. I watched it. I was like, great, pray. Her man was about to cheat. God, I'm not worried about no man cheating. I'm worried about how these student loans is to get paid. Okay. So um I went to the library. I was like, okay, cool movie. Back to regular schedule programming. I went to the library and um, because books are still free there and I didn't have any money to be buying books off Amazon. And um, I'm looking around the business aisle because I'm like, you know, there's something I need to learn here because something's broken in this business because it ain't making money. So let me go get some business books and read up to see where I'm getting things wrong. And so um, I'm in the business section looking around. I come out of eye with this book called Fervent. Now, I don't know what fervent means. So the title meant nothing to me. I did never seen that word before a day of my life. So, but on the, the book, it was a sticker and it said from the movie War Room. I was like, oh, okay, hold on, hold on, hold on. This is a little <laughs> different. Um, why is this book over here? Like I'm in the business section. I'm nowhere near religion. Like I'm in the business section on the whole other side of the library. So I was like, okay, I know enough about God at this point to where I need to pay attention to this. Grabbed the book, went home, read the whole thing, understood now, okay, God needs me to have an active prayer life. Because up until that Mm -hmm. point, like I would pray, but I wasn't praying fervently. I wasn't praying strategically. I was doing, you know, the right thing as far as like studying and learning a word and stuff like that. But God needed me to build a relationship with him. And that relationship and that dialogue to where he can then guide my path happens through prayer.
1: Yep. It happens
0: through strategic prayer. Me praying, and, and I had to get to the point where I wasn't just praying in the form of asking God for things that I want, but I was praying to where things shifted. You know what I'm saying? Like right, it was right. more to what I was doing, that there was more to it that God needed me to understand. And that we're coming up really, off them, uh, now I lay me down to sleep prayers. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> that God is grace, God is good, me thank him for this food. Amen. Amen. <laughs> So um, so God was like, I I was realizing like, oh, this is what I'm missing. And how crazy is that? I'm going in the business out because I thought what I was missing in my business was a strategy, but it was prayer. <laughs> and I found what I was looking for, but it wasn't exactly what I thought it would be. So I get that book. At that point in time, I created my prayer closet. I moved some clothes out the way, had a little beanbag in that joint. And that's where I started praying. And in learning how to pray fervently and strategically and really learning how to have a dialogue with God through prayer is what really unlocked everything that I'm seeing the fruit for today.
2: This episode of the God Goals and Girl Talk podcast is brought to you by the Check God's Resume Journal. Are you struggling with your waiting season? Do you feel like God has forgotten about you? Sis, it's time for you to check God's resume. This dynamic journal will walk you through building God's resume in your own life. Take the time to recall the goodness and the miracles that he's performed in your lifetime. The journal has journaling prompts, a place for sermon notes, and so much more. This is a great tool just to remind you of God's goodness in your life and an even better tool to be passed down to your children's children as they'll be able to recount your experiences with God. So get ready to recall all of the miracles that God has performed for you. I promise you, when you check his resume, he is undefeated. Click the link in the show notes to get your copy today. Now let's get back to the show. Hey, and so
0: he, in that moment, he began to show me because I had a podcast already up until that point. It was maybe about three or four months in. And he said, look, I need you to do the show by yourself um and it was crazy because everything came in instructions it wasn't and I think this is a misconception that we have is we think God is going to give us this huge picture and all of the detailed blueprint no he gives you yes I mean instructions and you have to give your yes and then that leads to the next instruction and you have to give your yes and in the middle of, of all of those bricks being laid with those yeses you look up and you begin to see what's being built but he can't tell you where you're going First, Because that's not going to require faith. Faith is having confidence in things hoped for, assurance about things unseen. And our faith is also uh, manifested through actions. And so um, God told me that to do the podcast by myself. That was the first instruction. I procrastinated. I didn't know nothing about God as my CEO. I didn't know anything about Bless and Bossed Up. I didn't know anything about Anchor Media. I didn't know any of that. I didn't know we were going to reach millions of people in and, and all of these countries all over the world. I had no clue. I knew that he told me to do the podcast by myself. And I procrastinated on it for about six months because I, my insecurities told me that no one was going to listen to me on a show by myself. That's why I had a co-host and I was supposed to have two co-hosts, but one girl was flaking and we moved on without her. But the reason why I had a co-host in the first place was because I wasn't confident in my own voice. I felt that I needed somebody else and somebody from a different perspective to balance me out. And it was working. The show was doing good. It wasn't like the show was a flop. The joint was doing good. And so, um, he told me to do it by myself. So I procrastinated. I got all the confirmations in the world because you know how we love to hide behind God. Give one me one more
2: time, God. If you just exactly give me a text message.
0: <laughs> exactly. And so um, I was like, maybe six months later, I got tired of myself where I was like, okay, you know what Tatum? How many times are you gonna ask for confirmation? And then I put myself back into that decision that I made. You told God that you were gonna do things his way. Why are you playing? Like I had to pull myself Ooh. up. Like, why you, why are you playing? Why are you being disobedient and you putting something off? You procrastinate and that's still being disobedient. What oh you, God. what you going to do, sis? And so one thing I appreciate about me is I can pull myself up, pull myself together. It may sound crazy, but I know how to, to, I'm not so emotionally driven where I can't get myself together. And so yeah. I was like, you know what, Tatum, you have to decide what it is you're going to do. Choose one. And so I was like, you know what? I made that decision that I was going to follow God. So I'm choosing him. I called my co-host. I'm like, hey, we met up. I told her we couldn't do the show together anymore. Um, I didn't go into detail because I don't, you know, something like that. I'm very delicate when it comes to other people's faith journey. Mm-hmm. and So I didn't want to be like, well, God told me that I need to do it by myself. Like, no. So I was like, you know, I just have to do it by myself. Um or we, I said, we just can't do it anymore. And we just left it at that. And we started talking about other things <laughs> for the rest of the time we were uh, at lunch together. And I left it at that. So after that, I'm like, well, what's, what's going on then, God? Come to find out, we had a trademark issue with the name of the show. Um, and so I was like, what? What am I going to do? So I ended up talking to my lawyer. And she said, well, you got to change the name. And I was like, oh, my God. I went through, and this is why prayer is important as well. I went through all this praying and fasting for God to make the trademark go through or to make this go away so that I can keep doing what I was doing just by myself. Because at this point, I didn't know what the show was turning into. Mm -hmm. So after being frustrated for what seemed like forever, I was like, well, let me change my approach. God, is this what you want me to do? Because at first it was, I'm trying to pray what I want Mm into. And so th- I was like, well, maybe I'm like it's not changing. And I know biblically, you know, that the prayers of the righteous avail of much. I know that some things only happen through prayer and fasting. So if something's not happening because I'm praying and fasting, uh maybe I'm doing this wrong. So I said, Well, God, is this what you want me to do? Like, how do I deal with this? He says, No, change the name. And
2: I'm like, to what? Like, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> to what? <Not> me. <laughs> <laughs> You got me out here and told us to go we go to the podcast together, like yeah. girl, so funny. Isn't he crazy?
0: <laughs> <laughs> and so then um I was like, Okay, but before he told me the name, he said, you know, oh, before I changed the name, he told me what the mission was. Cause I'm like, God, what are we doing? He was like, Look. You when because the podcast we originally started it because I wanted to talk about the journey of entrepreneurship. He was like, You had it right-ish when it came to talking about the journey, but business is not just a journey I want you to talk about. I want you to teach my people how to make me the head of their business. These things that you that they're out here building, they're trying to build it without me, and I gave it to them. And they're going to the world, in the world system, in the world's influencers, and the world's strategists, and the world's coaches, trying to get their answers. But I am the answer. So just just like you went to the business aisle to find your answer, and you found me. That's what I'm trying to do. And I need them to make me the CEO. Because at the time, this is where like everybody was putting CEO in a bio of like, uh, yeah some business that ain't even legally formed like, Fran, you had an LLC two days ago but okay <laughs> don't even have the LLC for you're just for saying real? that you're a CEO for real so <laughs> you operating uh, uh by default as a sole proprietorship because you didn't even do the due diligence of figuring out what type of business entity you need to form oh, you just CEO in your bio you have a brand so uh, <laughs> And so he was telling me that, you know, you you need to teach people how to make me the CEO. And I was like, what? How am I going to do that? Like, I'm not a pastor. I'm not a preacher because I'm still thinking that somebody else had to validate or authorize me to speak about God. And so I was like, how am I going to do this? But nevertheless, not my will, your will. You're going to have to tell me what to say every week because I ain't got it. You got this whole mission Uh, what you want me to talk about, what this show is now changing to be. I don't have it. And so that's what I committed to, you know, and um, that was maybe three years ago. And the show since then,
2: (laughs) I mean, I don't like the show blows my mind. First off, the the intro to the show gets me ready for whatever. (laughs) Like The intro, if y'all have never listened to an episode of Blessed and Bossed Up, like, When I tell y'all whether somebody in the car, not in the car, when I get in my car and I'm on my way to work, I'm like, oh, it's Sunday. All right. Sunday was yesterday. It's Monday morning. Let me tell you what I'm about to be on this morning. (laughs) I'm glad
0: he ain't told me to change the intro because that was pre-save Tatum who who picked the
2: intro. All right, y'all. We are going to stop there for this week's episode. I pray that y'all have been loving this interview so far. Make sure you come back next week because it continues okay the gems continue to drop so make sure that you guys continue to love god love yourselves and love people and i'll talk to you guys next week
1: catch those springtime vibes all over arizona break out of the winter blues by hitting the water at one of our lake and river parks take a hike among the wildflowers just make sure to stay on the trails and leave the flowers for the bees